Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, where it's all travel all the time. I'd like to take a moment to welcome a new station to our family of stations that carry this show every weekend. It's WRWR News Talk 105, excuse me, 107.5, The Patriot, near Macon, Georgia, bringing our show to listeners in Warner Robins, Hughes County, and the Robins region. About 70,000 people live in Warner Robins proper, named after a World War II general and home to Robins Air Force Base. The city's nickname is the International City stems from the number of residents who come from around the world to be stationed at Robbins Air Force Base. So let me extend a warm welcome to WRWR and its listeners. Nice to have you aboard. We're on the road today, coming to you from another international city. This one's a really big one. It's called Tel Aviv, Israel. Now, you'll hear some background activity. you probably hear it now during the show. That's because our microphones are situated right in the lobby of the David Intercontinental Hotel. There's a wedding taking place not far from our post here. And, of course, hotel guests are coming and going. I can tell you from my room on the 22nd floor that I can see the skyscrapers of Tel Aviv as well as the ancient port city of Jaffa. It's quite a panorama with the blue Mediterranean Sea at the hotel's doorstep. I admit I haven't had time to hit the beach or dive in the outdoor pool, though the weather is ideal for both pursuits. It's in the upper 80s and sunny every day of the week here in the summer. In fact, the average rainfall here in uh, Tel Aviv in June, July, and August is exactly zero inches per month. Hmm. You know, we read so much about Israel and its internal politics and the seemingly endless uh, on-again, off-again negotiations with Palestinians who live on the West Bank and in Gaza that Americans can be forgiven for thinking the entire country must live in an atmosphere of tension. Well, in fact, I should note Israel is 20% Muslim, number one. And it's true that the ongoing arguments between Israeli and Palestinians, especially over the Israeli building of fortified settlements in Palestinian territory, is a hot-button issue here that concerns both the UN as well as the United States. But decades of political differences and at least seven wars haven't dimmed the happiness of Israelis, according to the second annual Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. It named Israel the sixth happiest place in the world, much happier than the U.S. or Canada. Now, this report is based on a life evaluation score that measures health, family, job security, political freedom, social networks, and lack of government corruption. Not bad. This, by the way, in a country where men and women are obliged to serve in the military after high school, men generally serve three years, women too. We're going to talk with uh, a whole bunch of people from uh, right here in Tel Aviv about this city and about this country. But my first guest is Leon Avagad. He is the founder of Leopard, Leopard or Leopard? It's Leopard, I guess. Leopard Hospitality and the owner, more importantly, of the Brown Tel Aviv. It's been told, it's been described to me as the hippest hotel in Tel Aviv, which I guess makes you the hippest hotelier in Tel Aviv. Wow. Frightening. I know, big, big responsibility. Tell me about uh, Brown Hotel and how it's advanced the hotel industry in this city. Whoa, big question. Um, hi, hi, Rudy. Nice to be, nice to have you here, Leon. Thank you, thank you for having me. Um, well, all we wanted is just to introduce a sense of really cool, hip, right now kind of a hotel in the center of Tel Aviv, just minutes away from the beach, but minutes away from Rothschild Boulevard, which is the coolest place in town. And, you know, all the bars and restaurants and cool little joints that, um, that Tel Aviv is so proud of. This is the thing. We take pride at our concierge service. We have the best people to recommend the best play, uh, places in town. 
you know, you, can you describe the hotel to me? Is this a, a renovated building? Is this a new building? Is it a high-rise? How many rooms does it have? It's funny. We took a, an old bank uh -huh. and we renovated it completely, got it off everything, 30 rooms, uh, beautiful pointed rooms uh, with rain shower, um, rain shower and, and, and everything's marble, blah, 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 and a beautiful rooftop bar and a great spa and a super beautiful lobby with like five meters high library and... You know, it's a, it's a cool little place for cool people that like to have fun in the middle of the city, but at the same time, get all the hospitality or all the services they want from a big, big five-star hotel. That's amazing, because it describes me exactly. A cool guy who likes to have fun in the middle of the city. That's amazing. Having fun. Um, now, I, I looked at the website, and the rooms are beautiful, uh, but I neglected to run down, uh, write down the name of the website. Um, can you give the hotel's website for listeners sure. who might want to take a look at the, the coolest or the hippest hotel in Tel Aviv? Thank you, Rudy. It's www.browntlv.co.il or browntlv.com. Brown TLV? TLV. TLV is like the abbreviation, like NYC, like... Uh, ah, for Tel Aviv. Exactly. So browntlv.com. Exactly. Perfect. Good enough. Now, tell me about your experience as a hotelier. Well, started off as a bellhop at the King David Hotel. In Jerusalem? In Jerusalem, which is the palace... You know, the hotel in Jerusalem, yes. I think it's the hotel in the Middle East. It is. In, in Israel. And uh, trained within the Dan chain, which is the number one or the leading hotel chain in Israel. And then uh, around 2004, after working with the Dan Eilat, uh, Dan Tel Aviv, Dan Akkadian, Herzliyan, you know, all, all around, I felt as if I can do it on my own. I had a training ship already at the... Uh, Badrut Palace in St. Moritz and in other leading hotels in, um, all, all over the world, an MBA, blah, blah, blah. And after did, starting wait, as did a... You, did you just slide in an MBA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, our thing is connecting between the bottom line and the spreadsheet and the creativity. And the experience. Exactly. So okay. I started off as a bellhop, um, moved up the ladder up to being a general manager and did everything. And now I can... You know, no one can fool me. No one can, can fool me around. I know exactly what <laughs> the hospitality business in Israel is. And then I felt that I can do it on my own. And we rented this building. We love taking old buildings and just yielding the best potential out of it. Sure. So, so we also took a 1934 Bauhaus building located in the center center of Tel Aviv. Beautiful building. And we're turning it into a beautiful hotel. Another hotel, 40 rooms with Karim Rashid as an architect, you know, the star architect, the New York-based uh, Egyptian-born... Uh, I know the name. When is that to open? A uh, year, year from now. Okay, exactly now tell me, but now. the Brown, Brown Tel Aviv, when did it open? How long has it been in business? Exactly October 15, 2010. I remember the day. Aha, uh -huh. so we're, we're coming on a year and a half, almost two years exactly. in early, early October. Have, have, have you been surprised as the owner of a hotel by anything yet that you didn't see when you were working your way up the ladder? I was so conservative. I should have been much more daring. And, you know, all my uh, business projections, they all proved to be way too conservative. So are you going to bring that knowledge to your second hotel? Second, third, and fourth. Second, third, and fourth. So you're going to have two in Tel Aviv that you know of. Uh, three in Tel Aviv that we know of. One in, I mean... Two in central Tel Aviv, one in Jaffa. We love that neighborhood of Jaffa. And the thing is that, you know, Tel Aviv is such an exciting city. There's no one can, can compete with Tel Aviv, but there are other cities in Israel. There's Jerusalem and, and there are other city in, cities. And the thing is, we'd like to create a collection of, of small little hotels with a lot of stories to tell. I'm, I'm, 
I'm in fact a, a storyteller. I'm not a hotelier. I'm a storyteller. I have many, many stories to tell, and I will tell everybody if they want to hear or not. <laughs> well, I appreciate your telling your story, at least this part of your story, on the show today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. Uh, Leon Avogad is the uh, owner of Brown Tel Aviv. You can take, check out the hotel at uh, browntlv.com. We'll be right back in just a moment with more Rudy Max's World from Tel Aviv. Don't go away. Don't touch that dial. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Ever wondered what you do if you were seriously sick or injured on a trip? You need On Call International, and joining me is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Now, Mike, why is this protection so critical? Medical evacuation in the U.S. or abroad can cost thirty, fifty, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical plans, including Medicare. On Call International membership protects your health and wallet with services, including evacuation to the hospital of your choice. And right now, you can save 30% off your membership with the code RUDY30 at OnCallInternational.com. On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know, I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Uh, it's a big weekend at Rudy Max's, World uh, Rudy Max's World because we're coming to you from Tel Aviv, Israel, from the lobby of the David Intercontinental Hotel. Uh, you will hear background noise. That's because... Guests are checking in and out of the hotel. There's a wedding going on, I believe, down the uh, hallway here or down the passageway at the Sunset uh, uh, Bar or Sunset Lounge. Um, anyway, let me just tell you, this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from OnCall International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency even a situation such as social unrest and more. 
from unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. You can find more information by visiting oncallinternational.com or logging on to rudymaxa.com. Scroll on down the homepage and just click on Sponsors. You'll find the logo there. You can find a lot of information on Tel Aviv by checking out a guide called 24 Hours in Tel Aviv. And I'm delighted to have the editor of that guide with me. Her name is Dalit Nemorovsky. Have I got it closely, close to correct? Close enough. <laughs> no, then you say it, Dalit. It's Dalit Nemorovsky, yes. Nemorovsky. Nemorovsky. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Delete. nice to have you here. Nice to now, be here. Now, are you a native of Israel? Are you tel from Tel Aviv? I was born in Israel, but I was born in Jerusalem. Okay. I moved to Tel Aviv about 14 years ago, mm -hmm. and I just fell in love with that city. And this is why I also made this guide. I thought it was important. Now, tell me a little about this guide. How is this different than other guides? Well, I will tell you the story of how we made it and how we came up with the idea. Please I do. Think, I think that will answer your question. Okay. Um... My partner, Mati Budo, who came up with the idea, he, he a man, he's a man who travels a lot in a lot of beautiful places in the world. And uh, one time he came back from a, um, from a trip from, from London, and he came back and he said, listen, I went to this bookshop in Notting Hill, and I see these books about Paris and London and Barcelona and New York. I even see play, uh, books about Amman and other places in, the middle, in our little Middle East. Nothing about Tel Aviv. What? The only thing that was remotely close was the Lonely Planet about Israel and the Palestinian authorities. Right. And he said, people should know. People don't really know Tel Aviv. I'll agree with that. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. And then in 2005, we decided to show the world Tel Aviv. And uh, we took a whole trip about um, showing the good places about Tel Aviv, showing that there is a nightlife here and there is great, amazing restaurants, that there are young Israeli designers with amazing shops, that there are boutique hotels that, you know, like New York, like London, like Paris, Tel Aviv has it, and it has this wonderful beach and this laid-back experience, and the cafes all around, and people are in the streets. We wanted people to, sh to see that. This is a great town for hanging around. In the two and a half days I've been walking around, uh, and I've been walking fast because I, I'm not, I was not that familiar with Tel Aviv. I've only been here briefly before. Yeah. There were just all these places I wanted to just sit and watch people and have, I don't drink coffee, but if I did, I'd have a cup of coffee, maybe a, a cocktail or a beer. Um, but let me ask you, you and your publisher, did you have publishing background? Were you journalists? Did you have a background in, in, in this kind of thing at all? No, not at all. You just wanted to tell the story. It was a project that I wanted to, to do it. I thought it was worth the, the effort, and uh, it, it was worth it. I the mean, after 2005, suddenly... Um, magazines in the world started writing about Tel Aviv. You're right about that. I, I do. I get it almost every travel magazine in North America, and I have seen Tel Aviv popping up more and more. Uh, the, the photographs are beautiful in the book. Yeah. Well, what we wanted to do is uh, create a book that was really unique. So we hired a photographer named Nathan Dvir, who is an amazing photographer, and we brought him especially for the project. We didn't use any photographs of the places in the, in the book. The restaurants, the boutiques, they didn't provide us with the photographs. We went and for four months, we shot everything that will, you know, the book is in, I think, as it should be. I mean, it's, um, we had very... Are you already planning yeah. another one? <laughs> well, the book is published every th three years. Oh, okay, so you yeah. do update. And yeah. let me just tell listeners who might be headed toward uh, Tel Aviv, or might be thinking about coming to Tel Aviv, yeah. you do have a website for the, for the book. It's, called, it's cityguidetelaviv.com. Yeah, exactly. That's the name of the book. 
it's the name of the book, and it's yeah. a very straightforward name for the website, and they'll get an idea of what the book feels like and looks like by going to your website, I presume. Exactly, exactly. All right. Now, what have you learned after publishing your first book that you missed in Tel Aviv? What has happened since this edition came out that you can't wait to tell the world? Well, actually, we already published three editions. It's uh, the third book is now in stores. So this has been on, uh, you've been doing this for nine years? Yep. I didn't know that. First of all, you look too young to have been publishing for nine years, but... Thank you. Okay. Not as young as I look. All right. Well, the Mediterranean air is good for you. Good I think to you, so. I should say. I think so. All right. So Thank this you. is your third edition that's out now. Yeah. That's right. not out now and every... Look, then, then let me ask you, looking yeah. back to the first edition, mm -hmm. how have you seen Tel Aviv grow over the last nine years? Is it a rapid change or has it been a very slow, gradual one? You know, Tel Aviv is very dramatic. Um, places close down and open up very, very quickly. And my, uh, my goal in the book was to really find the places that are more stable. A restaurant opens up, we don't put it immediately in the book. We need to see that when uh, six months later somebody opens up the book, the restaurant is still there. Right. So it was very important for us to take us stable places. But um, yes, Tel Aviv is changing all the time. That's what's fun about it. Well, I, I think I've been most struck by, and I certainly haven't seen the entire city by a long shot, but I've been most struck by what looks like a massive amount of renovation going on in the old port town of, or part of this, part of Tel Aviv, of course, but the old part, port section called Jaffa. Jaffa is a part of Tel Aviv. You know, the book is, um, is divided by five sections. By neighborhoods? By neighborhoods. Okay. We have the North Tel Aviv, the center, the heart of Tel Aviv, um, the south, and Jaffa. I mean, Jaffa, you know, Tel Aviv Jaffa, it's a part of, the, of Tel Aviv, and it's one of the most interesting parts of it. And I gather the Jaffa flea market used to be a place that you didn't necessarily really want to go spend some time. But now, uh, yesterday when I was walking around, there are these small cafes open, more opening. It's and I gather boutique hotels may be coming there as well? Boutique hotels, cafes, designers opening shops there. It was like two years ago, it was really risky. You know, people didn't go there as much as they do today. And it's flourishing. It's an, it's an amazing thing to see. And um, I think that's, just, that's happening in, in a lot of areas in Tel Aviv. Areas go up and go down. And uh, now, yeah, Jaffa is um, it's flourishing. It's amazing. Well, I, I see even as we were pronouncing on Rothschild Avenue, or Boulevard, yeah. excuse me, you call it yeah. Rothschild Boulevard, I guess? Rothschild, yeah. Rothschild, right. <laughs> um, I see even there the renovation of some of the Bauhaus uh, buildings uh, and a couple new, several new high-rise, very modern, including one designed by the Starkitect, architect, star architect, as we call them, Starkitect's Richard Meyer. Yes. Uh, new apartment buildings or condominiums going up. Uh, you're right. It isn't just Jaffa or Jaffa. <laughs> it's also it's also the heart of the city. It's also the heart of the city and a lot of areas in the city. Um, I'm, I'm very happy because things are happening to Tel Aviv. Um, it's not... Uh, <laughs> Richard Meyer coming here, it's not a simple thing. You no, know? it's not. He, uh, I don't he's think, in very much in demand. And I don't think that 10 years ago he would have done the same. And I think Tel Aviv is much more open now and people see that you can do things here. We have amazing, great, um, very young minds here who do great stuff. And uh, I wanted to show that to the world. And I think uh, the book, can, uh, we can just publish it again and again and again because it's always interesting. And I think that everyone who comes to Tel Aviv comes here and says, wow, I didn't know that. What is the first thing, if I landed off the plane, never having been in Israel, never having been in Tel Aviv, what's the first thing you'd tell me to do stepping outside of my hotel? 
go Besides to go eat, probably. <laughs> no, don't go eat. Go to a nice cafe, ah. sit, and look around. And what just neighborhood? Look. What neighborhood? You know why? You, what? You, know, you know why? No, go just ahead, look. Tell me. Why just look? <laughs> because Tel Aviv is more than touch, and you don't feel it. You feel the atmosphere. It's different. It's laid back. It's fun. And we live in Israel. Don't forget, it's not a laid back country. So I think people will be surprised by the feeling. And one of my earlier guests said, "Look, this is a beach town." Yeah. And it is. I mean, I don't I you know, I didn't necessarily think of Tel Aviv as a San Diego or Southern California Santa Monica, but in a way it it's it's a cross between a big city and a Santa Monica California. Exactly. If you'll allow me to say that. I will allow it. And, and what neighborhood would you send them to to sit in this cafe? Heart of the city. Around Rothschild Boulevard. Around Rothschild Boulevard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Dalit, I, I wish you continued success with the book. Let me give the website again. It's The name of the book is also the uh, the URL for the website, cityguidetelaviv.com. My guest has been Tal- uh, Dalit Nemorovsky. That's right. <laughs> uh, the editor of the guide, uh, along with her partner, whose name is... Mati Budo. We'll give a shout-out yeah. to, to Maki. Um, I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, Dalit. Thank you much for having me. And I got a second Dalit's emotion. This is a great city to visit. If you've not been to Tel Aviv, put it on your bucket list sooner rather than later. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We're coming to you live from the David Intercontinental in Tel Aviv, Israel. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Did you know you could earn a transfer discount just by switching your motorcycle policy over to GEICO? And if you already insure your car with GEICO, you could even get a multi-policy discount. I've always wondered what it's like to ride a motorcycle, to ride my steel horse across the land, fighting crime alongside a tall brunette, Francesca. Sorry, my mind went to a strange place there. Where was I? All the GEICO motorcycle discounts. Right. Call GEICO or visit GEICO.com today to see how much our discounts could save you. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here for Israeli Tourism, this beautiful country known as the Promised Land, the land of the Bible, the Holy Land. Some call it the world's oldest travel destination. Israel is all this, but it's also a 21st century phenomenon. Tel Aviv, the 24-hour city with some of the world's best restaurants. Jerusalem, with its ancient shrines, markets, and more. A tiny land with four seas, six microclimates, mountains, gardens, and deserts. Israel is the miracle on the Mediterranean. Come visit. Learn more at GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Sponsors. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour. I am Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you with me. You're with me now in the lobby of the David Intercontinental Hotel in downtown Tel Aviv, Israel. We've taken the show on the road today, an unusual thing, and we're delighted to be here. The Mediterranean is lapping on the shores on the sand here of Tel Aviv, not far away. And you should know that this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at TravelGuard. It's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. TravelGuard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, 
you can read the newest in a series of true travel tales and be eligible for a chance to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its travelers about their experiences on the road. And in this latest one, a woman with scary symptoms while on a trip to the Mediterranean, I'm sure not the Mediterranean here in Israel, uh, finds herself fearing the worst. You can find out the true story and what happened. It's a very short story, about four sentences, as I recall. And you'll also have a chance to win a Kindle if you go to travelguard.com forward slash stories. You know, we've been talking a lot this hour and the previous hour about the food in uh, Israel. It's a lot different than the first time I visited Israel 25, 30 years ago. Um, I'm delighted to say this place is magnificent. And Tel Aviv is such a melting pot of cultures. So many people from all around the world, 121 countries at least, have brought their uh, cooking skills, their traditions to bear here. Uh, so that you have a, a veritable rainbow of options. And no one knows that better than, than my next guest, whose name is Yair Feinberg. He is a chef, and he's owner of Fine Cook. He offers market tours and cooking classes to visitors. He's also appeared on the Israeli equivalent of uh, Iron Chef. I love the title of, uh, of this television show here. It's called Knife Fight. Yes. Yair, welcome to the show. That's a great name, Knife Fight. How did you do in the Knife Fight? Hey, it was a great, it was a really interesting show. In fact, I met the producers really at the beginning, and I participated at the production, at creating the concept, working with the, all the foreign chefs. And did you actually compete? Well, in fact, I was uh, the sous chef of all the foreign chefs that came to Israel. Ah, so, so you helped them find product and so on that they didn't know where to find here? Yes, I helped them adapt their, pro their menus to the products in Israel. I participated in the show themselves. Tell us a little about your history with food. Well, in fact, I started working in the kitchen 15 years ago. Uh, Where? I learned in uh, France, in the uh, Paul Bocuse Institute in Lyon. Paul Bocuse Institute yeah. in Lyon, right? Beautiful institute. I learned two full years of cooking and organoleptics and wine and service. And then I worked for three years in France in the uh, Provence Valley. I worked three years in a uh, restaurant La Strance in Paris, a three Michelin star restaurant. And just before coming back to Israel, I did six months in uh, Toscany, in a beautiful restaurant. And then I came back to Israel and created my own company, Fine Cook, which specializes in uh, culinary innovative and uh, bringing up new techniques, new products, teaching, changing a little bit the culinary world. And I can already hear listeners going, wait a minute, I'm going to Tel Aviv. How can I do a culinary tour uh, with Yair? Um, let me give you a website. I'm going to give it out later at the end of the interview as well. So if you need to get a pencil and paper to write this down, please do. But let me tell you now, it's fine, F-E-I-N, F is in Frank, E-I-N, finecook.co.il. Again, I'll repeat that in a few minutes so that you can write it down if you uh, don't have a pencil handy. My guest is Yair uh, Feinberg, who is the owner and uh, a fine cook. He's also a chef. Now, are you from Tel Aviv? No, originally I'm from a kibbutz in the south of uh, Israel. All right. How long have you lived in Tel Aviv now? I've been to Tel Aviv for the last uh, four years. So when you describe to outsiders, if you go to back to where you cooked in Paris or to Tuscany, and people say, well, what's going on with the culinary scene in Tel Aviv? What do you tell them? Uh, first of all, the culinary scene in Israel is uh, advanced a little bit, a lot in the last uh, 10 years. Uh, the food is a combination of uh, Mediterranean and Oriental food. So it's really special and unique uh, culinary scene. A lot of young chefs opening young restaurants after traveling all around the world. Um, may, may I interrupt you? Where did the 
Oriental influence come? From immigrants or from is chefs here traveling? First of all, you have the local uh, influence that come from the Arab people that live in Israel. That's true. You've got Moroccans uh, and you have Moroccan, Ethiopians. And Algerian, Tunisian, a lot of immigrants that brought their own culinary culture to Israel. And in fact, as the state of Israel, the culinary world of Israel is a, mi a mixing pot. And for the last years, young chef become to each one with his own historical and family, uh, where they come from, put whatever he likes. And there is a young Israeli emerging scene, very vivid, a lot of food, a young, very eclectic food. But you can see the presence of the local products, olive oil, a lot of vegetables, fruit, uh, cheeses, very interesting scene. Now you come, we only have about 20 seconds left, but you come from a French culinary tradition from your training. How's French food here? So French, classical French food in Israel, it's not the best because it's too hot in here and the products are not the same. But ah, good point. For me as a chef to bring the French tradition and French war methods, it's the best way to adopt Israeli products to, to a very good and modern cuisine. Yair Feinberg, Yair, excuse me, Yair, Yair Feinberg is a chef and he's owner of Fine Cook. I promised you that website. It's fine, F-E-I-N, finecook.co.il. Check it out. He'll give you a culinary tour of Tel Aviv. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Have a Rudy nice Max's day. Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. My name is Jennifer, I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim, I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane, I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. And now GEICO presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Um, Maxwell. You're on. Cool. And so you just want me to read the script? You don't want me to do the Wii thing? Okay. Today, I'm going to talk about the new Geico mobile app and um, how you can manage your policy and get your ID card and customize it with your favorite Geico character. But I'm not yelling Wii or anything because um, they don't want me to, right? Correct. Okay. Just saying it's my thing. Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. Hey folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with OnCall International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. OnCall International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups, and more. Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30. 
at OnCallInternational.com. Hi folks, Rudy Maxi here for Israeli Tourism. This beautiful country known as the Promised Land, the land of the Bible, the Holy Land, some call it the world's oldest travel destination. Israel is all this, but it's also a 21st century phenomenon. Tel Aviv, the 24-hour city with some of the world's best restaurants. Jerusalem, with its ancient shrines, markets, and more. A tiny land with four seas, six microclimates, mountains, gardens, and deserts. Israel is the miracle on the Mediterranean. Come visit. Learn more at GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath, big or small. Whatever your home improvement need, log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's about 43 minutes after the hour here in Rudy Maxa's World, and probably where you are as well. Nice to have you aboard. We're coming to you on the road this weekend, an unusual thing. We've come quite a, way to, quite a ways down that road. We're coming to you live from the lobby of the David Intercontinental not far from the Mediterranean Sea here in downtown Tel Aviv, Israel. Tel Aviv is not the capital of Israel. Jerusalem is. But it certainly is the most secular city. And, well, as you've heard during the last hour and a half, if you've been listening, a great city for fun, for food. And now we're going to talk a little about showbiz. My next, my next guest is Aki Avi. He's, uh, did I get it right? Aki Avni, that's right. Aki Avni, excuse me, I forgot the okay. N. He is an actor. You may recognize uh, him from appearing in television, a number of American shows, including the series 24 and JAG and the movie Universal Soldier Regeneration. Are you from Tel Aviv? I was born actually in Rehovot, which is uh, around 30 kilometers from Easy here. Easy for you to Small say. Easy for you to <laughs> <laughs> um, but you are, you are currently appearing in Cabaret here, and I understand uh, just won some kudos, some awards. Yeah, we got uh, the best uh, best show, the Israeli Tony Award, actually, uh, around two weeks ago, and uh, for best show in town and in Israel, and some other uh, uh, five other awards for uh, Cabaret, and we're very uh, very proud to have Cabaret in in Israel for the subject. And this is the Cabaret movie that we're familiar with in, in America. Definitely, or excuse me, not movie, pl a musical. It's, yeah, it's a, play, um, it's a musical. I guess it was a movie too, wasn't it? It was. It was a play first. It was a musical, musical first, first and, and then a movie. Yeah. And what role do you play? Uh, Cliff Bradshaw, the American author. You're the guy. I am. Okay. And. Uh, do you live in Tel Aviv now? I, I do live in in, uh, in in part of Tel Aviv. It's called Farsh Mariao. All right. And when you go back to Los Angeles for work and you encounter Americans who may not have been to Israel, who just read about Israel or the political political issues involving not just Israel but neighboring countries, and they go, you know, what's it like? What do you tell them? You know, I think Tel Aviv is special. We can say many things because of the uh, wonderful uh, clean beaches and the the uh, the, uh, the clean ocean and and the, the great food and restaurants. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a city that belongs to the youngsters. It's it's a young environment city. 
Uh, it's between Rio de Janeiro and Manhattan and 24-7 thing and, and the, the atmosphere and the youngsters keep it poppy. And uh, this is the special thing about this city. This is what I and think. And do Americans believe you? Because when I, before I came here, I've been to Israel four or five times, but I haven't been in a long time. Um, people go, I can't believe you're going to Israel. Mm. And, and to say, listen, Tel Aviv is this 24-7 city, as you described, open to gay men and women, anybody. It's a very accepting city. It's very secular. The restaurant's incredible. The Mediterranean is beautiful. It's sort of a beach town. Beach town and Israel, I find people get looking at me with Americans, uh, looking at me perplexed. I know it's hard to believe, but, uh, you know, you, Rudy, uh, helping that um, I hope so, because uh, I want people to come here. This is a cool place. You do, and, and every action that the, uh, the, uh, the, the city is doing for, to, open, to open itself for, for the world, uh, because, it, yeah, it is hard to believe that there's wonderful ocean, and it's safe and clean, and uh, feel comfortable to uh, walk on the streets uh, 4 a.m. I know it's hard to believe, but it and is. And great theater, apparently. Great theaters. How yeah. long, when did the show open? How, how long might the run go? We opened uh, October, in October last year, and uh, in Israel, it doesn't go by the seasons. It's go as long as people buy tickets. Sure. We're, and right now, we're sold out till uh, the end of August, so I guess we'll, we'll be on for so the you, next year. For, that's a long time for a city that, whose population, now I know the metropolitan population is a few million. Around million and point four or or three, something like that. But that's a long run for a city of that size. Well, actually, people come from all over the uh, the country to from uh, the country uh, to yeah, see it. Yeah. Um, is there a particular website for the show we should promote? Uh, there's a website for uh, for the Cabaret Theater, which is the theater that Cabaret's in. And what is that website? You know it? Um, I guess Cabaret.com. All, all they have to do is is ty- uh, type in Cabaret, Cabaret in Tel Aviv, Israel, exactly, and it'll show exactly. up. Do you have a website? Uh, I do not. Do you blog? Do you tweet? I no, I don't. <laughs> you got to get on the boat. I know. Listen, I, I, I uh, life is so when you know people. You got to blog. You gotta, I said, don't have time. How, who has time to do this? Definitely right. Do you have any projects coming up in the U.S.? Um, not right now, for I have a cover every night. And is that an, is that are you stand with it as long as, as as long as yeah it's good for me so I'm good for the cabaret. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it's so nice of you to drop Thank in. Thank you and, for having uh, me. Uh, and, and and to and to see an actor doing well in a city that's a nice city to do well in. Thank you very much. Uh, Aki, Aki, Aki Avni is a television personality. He's a movie actor, and he's currently the star of Cabaret, the musical here in Tel Aviv. If you're coming to town. Get your tickets ahead of time. As he just said, they're sold out. So you gotta you gotta find a friend in the business. Akni, thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. We'll be right back with Rudy Max's World after these messages. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Don't look at me. Hey, welcome back. I was just giving instructions to our next guest about staying on the mic because there's a lot of ambient noise here. Why ambient noise? Because we're coming to you live from the lobby of the David Intercontinental Hotel in downtown Tel Aviv, Israel. Took the show on the road. 
Lovely to have you with us. This is a terrific city. If you've been listening uh, uh, the last uh, last few interviews, I hope it's whetting your appetite to come visit Tel Aviv. This is a world-class city with world-class restaurants, culture, architecture, beach. I mean, history. Come on. This is, a, this is a cool place. We're going right to the top here. My guest is Eitan Schwartz. He's the senior advisor for international affairs to the mayor of Tel Aviv. What does the senior advisor for international affairs do for the mayor, uh, Eitan? I, I do much less important work than what it might sound like. My mom wanted that on my business card, and I said, okay, mom. In Hebrew, if you, if you flip over the card, you see it. It's much less impressive. <laughs> is this for, now, you have an American accent. I, I was born in the United States, and we moved here when I was seven years old. Where were you born? New York City. In New York City? Yeah. <laughs> I think by seven, you could have uh, lost some of the New York accent, but you're uh, right there with us. My vocabulary is very limited, so try not to use very <laughs> Long tough words. words. Long words, right? Well, this is uh, good. You're in, you're in good company. Um, Tell you know, I've been asking this question of all our guests, but I really want to know, because before I came here to do the show, I get a lot of puzzled expressions about Americans when I say I'm coming to Israel, and they say, if you ever say, well, this is like my fifth visit to Israel. Yes, I love visiting Israel. They're sort of confused. When you go back home to New York, or your birthplace of New York, um, and again, I'm sorry for asking this question again, but I'm interested in what you say. What do you tell people? And they say, hey, Tel Aviv, what, tell, what, what's Tel Aviv like? Where, where you live, Eitan, what do you say? We have a very rare combination of a culture city yep. and a beach city. Yep. Usually beach cities are not full of amazing museums and amazing restaurants and a great opera and all that is associated with being a cultural city. And the huge culture cities of Europe, like Paris and London, are not beach cities. So this combination, which you find in Barcelona or in Miami or in Cape Town, it's a very rare or combination. Or Santa Monica. Or Santa Monica. So this is Tel Aviv right. uh, with a lot of energy. And there's another thing about this city, which is also true about the nation, which makes this city very unique because of the type of people that live here. It's an extremely technologically um, oriented city, a very technologically oriented population. So we are what we call a startup city. We have in this city more startup companies than in any other European city, uh, which is where we kind of like locate ourselves in terms of that market. So uh, we are the center of what Israel is known as the, the startup nation. And this is really the economic... Um, engine of the city and also influences the type of kind of like restaurants, clubs, pubs you, you'll find here. It's a very young city, a very, very young city. And, and I think many Americans imagine troops carrying machine guns patrolling the streets uh, of, of, of town as big as Tel Aviv. Ain't happening, is it? Ain't happening. I don't think you'll see um, any of those things that you might associate Israel with. And I've I'd barely seen a policeman. I saw one police car in the two and a half days, and I've been out a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, if you've done something wrong, you'd rather see an Israeli policeman than a New York NYPD policeman. Let's put it that way. They're not very tough guys. No. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I don't intend to do not anything that, I'm wrong. Not, not, no. I'm not encouraging anything, right. but if you do want to do something, you'd rather do it here and not in front of an NYPD officer. Well, you're the guy to ask because you're in politics. I mean, one of the – I was talking about this study that found uh, Israelis are among the, uh, the sixth happiest people in the world. And one of the criteria criterion for that is uh, uh, transparency of government and lack of corruption. Um, as, a, as somebody who's involved in the political world here – I presume you're finally going to say you find that true, but 
Do you really find it true? I think because we're such a small country, there's another thing. Access here is very, very easy. It's very easy to get to the mayor. It's very easy to get to the prime minister. There's not this disconnect you have like in a country like the United States with 300 million people. You can see the mayor here, you know, grabbing a beer in this hotel or in a coffee shop, and mm. you, can, you can bump into a minister. So that also adds to it. Definitely uh, transparency and, and, and good government are something that we're very uh, attuned to. And happiness, yes. I mean, uh, you talked about the troops before and the perception. People here are very, very happy. We live very long years. I know uh, that. I know. The fourth longest uh, for longevity, the fourth only after, like, Switzerland, Japan, and somewhere else. We have a lot of Sundays. 82 average age, we a lot of Sundays. 300 Sundays a year in the city. Uh, Got to love that. People love it. People love it here. What, is, what as, as a city, what, what are the problems that concern you? As a city. Uh, yeah, as a city. I mean, I mean, you presume you have the big city problems of anywhere else, but what are the one or two, thing, three things you guys are working at all the time? Well, the number one issue that the city is dealing with is, is, is transportation issues, like in any other city. Lack mm-hmm. of parking and lack of good public transportation. And we have a very interesting phenomenon in Israel of uh, migration from Africa over the past few years. It's uh, yeah. going to become I mean, a very, very big issue. Right. Essentially, we're the only place in the Western world you can walk to from Africa. So, so we have a border which people are trying to cross come here and work. It's a very prosperous country, so you can understand them. And that's mm-hmm. become an issue here in political uh, in the political life in Tel Aviv. All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate your dropping by and uh, and chatting with us. Uh, nice to have a politician on the on the show. We don't have a lot of politicians on the show. Nice of you to come down Not here. Not a politician that brings his uh, one-and-a-half-year-old daughter who's sleeping in her stroller. Is this your first child? It's my second child, and the two other at home. Your, your second child and two other at home. Yeah, yeah, I have three kids. I see. Well, congratulations on that as well. Thank you very You're much. You're a busy dude. I am a busy dude. My guest has been Eitan Schwartz. He's the senior advisor for international affairs of the mayor, but he knows what makes this town tick. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. I want to thank our local engineer, Micha Bloom, and our U.S. engineers, Jeff Ryder and Wayne Taylor from Pipeline Broadcast. Our Tel Aviv tour guides were Yehuda Ben Baruch and Orin, Orin, excuse me, and our driver is Niso Saedo. Thanks to the Intercontinental Hotel, David, Mark Lieberman of Jeffrey Weil Associates in New York, and a very special thank you to Tourism Israel and to Anna Schofield, my executive producer, and to you, our listeners. See you next week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.